Hello, hello there. This is Stan Janowski, also known as Victor Crumb, and you are listening to Paging Mr. Potter. <laughs> Mr. Potter. Harry Potter is a book. We will read it page by page. Come and join us if you dare. I think uh, this is a good. Um, this is a good Hufflepuff. Actually, it just came to me. <laughs> Fantastic. It literally just came to me like something, just like oh, a little bro. cosmic message from the universe, a little divine intervention or something. Yeah. I was just like, wow, what a like, waste of divine intervention. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you haven't heard it yet. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yep. Yep. I'm on tonight. My hippogriffs don't lie and I'm starting to feel it right. That's good. Very thanks. Good. Thanks. Thanks. That's thanks. I gave the little boys, the little boys, I'm going to say, I gave the boys a little heads up. <laughs> I gave, Gave the little, the boy. little boys. Oh, okay, <laughs> interesting. It's unfortunate way to start. Hey, is my is my hippogriffs don't lie? Is that the one with the famous uh, my breasts are small and humble? So you no, you're mixing Shakira songs. You've got the correct artist, Shakira. Okay, um, yep. but you're thinking of wherever, whenever. Uh, where she says, lucky oh, that my breasts yeah. are small and humble, so you don't confuse them with mountains. That is lucky. And that's that is my so favorite lucky. line of any song ever. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the biggest problem up. with uh, massive breasts is that I often try to traverse <laughs> yeah. them uh, yeah. with a Sherpa and then <laughs> I look like a fool when I get there because they're just um, some lady's breasts. The amount of times I thought I was going for a lovely holiday to the Swiss Alps or something and it turns out <laughs> I was just like... <laughs> Traversing some titties But Shakira Shakira doesn't have that problem And I'm, I'm happy for her I'm glad that she, I'm glad she brought it To our attention as well In that song yeah, And I'm um, so sorry to, to all the women You know The, the well endowed women Out there I apologise For um For you know Trying to Climb your breasts uh, Like a mountain <laughs> That couldn't I can't imagine That would have been A pleasant experience for you uh, It was an honest mistake and Honest mistake though Yeah obviously I can't, I can't promise It won't happen again well, otherwise, <sighs> your hypocrites would be accused of lying. Well, and, um, <laughs> <Exactly. right. laughs> we only want honest hypocrites. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, definitely. Definitely. Double two for the week. Uh, <laughs> only honest hypocrites. What is a hippogriff? Don't even remember at all. Uh, it's the bird horse. Bird um, horse. <laughs> now, that's Something interesting, like that. actually, because there is a line I highlighted in here because it was of note. She goes, Oh boy, I can see your body moving. Half animal, half man. Half animal, half man. Hippogriff. Half, what is it? Bird, half, half hippopotamus, dog. Yeah. Half Peter Griffin. Half so, Peter Griffin. <laughs> so half bird, half man. Big it's all time. coming um, together. It's all linked. Everything. The Harry Potter universe, paging Mr. Potter, Shakira. I'm starting to think the whole universe is linked by a cosmic force that binds us all together. And maybe it's love written. Maybe it's Harry Potter. And maybe it's something else that I don't even know the name of. Um, <laughs> we'll find fuck? out. What the fuck? Oh, God. Okay. Okay. So, it's going to be one of those episodes, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. Hey, um, I don't want to... I don't want to dwell on this too much. I think we gave quite a lot of um, attention to it last week, the the cause of the of the humble donkey. But just as we're talking about hippogriffs, kind of horse related, sure, uh, you know, and therefore donkeys. Um, we did run a poll last week asking whether people thought donkeys or horses were cooler, and donkeys mm-hmm. won. 
Um, oh, let me find the number. Let me get the number. Hold on a sec. I think it was they, they won quite comfortably in the end. Oh, they won easily. It was a, it was a dramatic win. You know, to be honest, it was it was so dramatic. There's no point even going into the Instagram app and looking at the exact number. There's no <laughs> point in me doing it because it was so resounding. You don't you don't count the votes in sort of electorates where it's just a thumping yeah, win. Yeah, Sinan called it very early. That one very early in. Yeah. <laughs> You yeah, could the horses say- were furious, but um, uh, <laughs> the donkey ironically won in a canter. That's good shit. <laughs> That's clever and cool. Um, now, <laughs> just on that, we've had a lot of we've had a lot of our mail this week. I'm just trying to traverse it, to be honest. Um, somebody wrote in. Let me find it, motherfucker. There's too much mail for fuck's sake. Dude, well, now uh, you know how Harry feels. No, not Harry. Um, Vernon. Come on, fucking. Why do so many people send us messages? <laughs> it's a good thing. For fuck's sake. Yeah, so kind of donkey related. Um, Potiphar Cat, who, who has been in touch many times recently, um, came, came up with some, some good intel again this week. Um, so uh, you guys will remember last week we were discussing um, what our kind of work personas are. This mm. a couple of weeks ago. And Kat got in touch and said that she's like the Shrek at her work and then her friend is like donkey. That's how we got onto this donkey discussion. And then Reardon said maybe her friend has a massive dick and that's why they call them donkey. Mm. Yeah. And rather than ignoring that ridiculous <laughs> comment, Kat <laughs> has given us a bit of information there. So she said... Um, it's funny that you should mention Hogwatch uh, vis-a-vis my donkey friend. Without a doubt. Vis-a-vis is a very kind of lofty language to start using when we're talking about yeah. um, donkey dick. Yeah, with Hogwatch. Uh, but uh, she said, without a doubt, she... So her friend is a woman, but uh, she said, without a doubt, she has big donkey dick energy. Um, mm. But she also wants to name her firstborn son Ezekiel. Uh, co- coincidentally, the book of Ezekiel... Contains my favourite Bible verse of all time. Okay, so this now is, that is quite whoa, an interesting segue, yeah. right? Whoa, whoa. How did, what the? How did she? A, I get can to see the, why she likes he, the pod because yeah. her brain seems to be defective in much the same way <laughs> as ours. <laughs> that is a paging Mr. Potter quality fucking segue. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm 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 sorry to hear it. She said those um, things so in sequence, like they were connected, but they actually <laughs> were not at all. <laughs> hey, stop showing people what we do. Uh, anyway, she said, uh, coincidentally, the Book of Ezekiel contains my favorite Bible verse of all time, uh, which I'll read now verbatim. This is from the Bible, apparently. <laughs> she lusted after her lovers, whose mm. genitals were like those of donkeys, and whose emissions were like that of a horse. Whoa. <laughs> A lot of pres- a, lot, a lot of presumed knowledge in the Bible that people would know about the emissions of a horse and what they look like, mm. um, and I guess well, donkey dick was easier, is well known enough, I guess. Genuine question: Are you better off like getting your mor- morality and ethics from the Dumbledores and Don'ts than the Bible? Because based on that very small sample, <laughs> I don't know what you're supposed to take out. I think ours makes more sense. There's some cracked frankly, shit in the Bible. Can you say it again? Now, what was the main sort of um, thrust of it? The thrust, so to speak, of it. Uh, she lusted after her lovers, whose genitals were like those of donkeys and whose emissions were like that of a horse. Now, is, is God trying to shame her because of this? Like... As far as I concern, get it, sister. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. That is, I think, the 11th commandment that didn't quite make it onto the tablet. Ran out of space. That was, uh, thou shalt get it, sister. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm not sure how this is relevant because I, I don't, I mean, look, I'm not going to pretend that I know the Bible 
Inside Out, but I don't remember anything else about sort of donkey dicks or horse farts, which I think is what this is about. I don't think to. it's horse farts, Andy. I think it's horse cum, brother. <laughs> <laughs> My mistake once again. One. She wants mistake. someone with the giant dick of a donkey and the big cums the of a horse. Of a horse, yeah. What an incredible sort of equine uh, Frankenstein that would be. The, the <laughs> shaft of a horse, but the nutsack of a donkey. What a treat. What a treat. And thank you to the good Lord for bringing us that passage. Um, now, Kat also said... Uh, oh, there's more. There's more. We're only halfway <laughs> I, through. I think she said quite enough, to be honest. <laughs> she has, but there's more. Uh, so, she said, firstly, she almost choked when you said that Potiphar Scott was from Gungarlan because... She is also from Gungarland, which suggests ah. to me that there is something in the fucking water <laughs> in Gungarland. Another, another, another Canberran. Another Gungarlandite. Um, and she was impressed with how he pronounced the word. And she said, um, can you try Queen Bean next? Is that how you say it? Yes. Queen Bean? I actually, I actually have deep roots with Canberra. There's, I know Gungarland because I've played uh, football there once. And then I know Queen That's Bean because... That's a deep sort of spiritual connection that you've got there <laughs> yeah. with the land. Wow. I mean, it's probably not quite the same as the indigenous custodians, but... Uh, but Elder Reedon of I the, totally the Gungahlin area. <laughs> I, to- I get it, though. I, I, I get, I pick, I'm picking up what they're putting down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, Queen Bean, I know because my uh, neighbour when I was a kid, Monique... She actually moved to Queen Bean uh, when we were about six or seven years old. One thing, one thing you can remember about one thing you, I remember, sorry about uh, Monique is that she used to just eat tomatoes like they were apples. Like she would just get a whole tomato and just like munch on it like an apple. Real psycho shit. Yeah, that's that's not all right. I remember no, a kid a- in our year that used to do that as well. Freak me out. It's not a hand fruit. <laughs> It's not a hand fruit. <laughs> You're right. Is that it's a Queenian thing? Right in. Cat, let us know. Yeah, sure. It's right too in. squishy to have such an explosive bite into it. You know, it's too much. Mm. No crunch. Now, I don't want to I don't want to hurry you guys along, but we've got so much fucking owl mail here that we really do need to keep moving. Oh yeah, that's um, the important thing. The fucking the psychotic messages from the week. Let's oh, be yeah. like, pod might just sure. be owl mail. God forbid um, we don't get to the insane ramblings of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure we now, get to each and every single one of those. This is one of the best messages we've ever got. And, and go. this is a, only a week after Scott from Gungahlin gave us that incredible message about the birth of his, of his child. Oh, that was lovely. That was lovely. Well, Larry. this one I might, I might prefer. So, this is Potiphar Georgia. Um, she's got in touch. So, last week when we were talking about Scott's kids, I think, Reed and you suggested some sort of MK Ultra experiment of playing um, the Paging Mr. Potter podcast to babies in the womb and presumably mm. in, in, sort of, in sort of early childhood to, to see how they turn out. Um, and we, we all said, well, no one's going to do that. That's, that's outrageous. Well, uh, Potiphar Georgia has been in touch to let us know. Oh, no. Oh, I'll just read this out. I'll just read this out. <laughs> oh, verbatim. no. I can't believe I'm outing myself like this as a listener of this podcast, but just to follow on with playing your kids Mozart to make them smarter, I play all my podcasts in the car. I, I, I play all my podcasts in the car. I have a three and one-year-old who have grown up on your no, podcast. No, 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 no. And they are no intellectual giants. <laughs> <laughs> well, <man. laughs> 
She said, I don't think playing podcasts such as yours has done them any favors. So, yeah, just thought I'd write in and say I have already preemptively performed this experiment and the results were dot, dot, dot. Interesting. And then, and then I, I, uh, I think I replied, let me find it. Uh, and then I replied, um, we're so touched to hear that we are playing a um, deleterious role in your children's lives. And then she sent, she sent in two pictures of her children who are very cute, but these photos do make them look a little bit, um, what is the PC term? They look a little. No, they do. Extra cute. They look very extra cute. Um, I think that was the intention of the images. She sent that in to make them look weird. They're they're pulling silly faces. Okay, I look bad now. They're funny <laughs> photos. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> now, Georgia, if you do want to write in and say and abuse me for saying that your children look. Um, a little bit What is the actual in, word That you can say th- Extra enthusiastic Well whatever they, 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 they look great And I have to say It is very I always find it very refreshing Hearing a kind of Honest appraisal Of one's children Because you very rarely hear it mm. um, Most You know The amount of people That are like Oh you know I know everyone thinks Their kids are smart But my, my kid's actually smart And it's like Well He's probably he's probably about halfway. He's probably about like <laughs> yes. smack bang in the middle. He's probably extremely average. That's what an average is. So very excited to hear from Georgia that her kids are not doing that great. <clears throat> and hey, but it's it's early days. You can't you can't judge an experiment on you know in the the first percentile of, of how long it's. I mean, we have, we have to track these kids. You know, when they're 18, 24, 50, we'll still be doing the podcast. Mm. So, if you could just keep yeah. us up to date with their, maybe their report cards, um, sort of character assessments, that sort of thing, uh, then we can no, really and, and know the effects of it. Bring us along to parent-teacher night. <laughs> bring <laughs> us. Bring us. <laughs> bring Nathan Ridden Andrew from the Paging Mr. Potter <laughs> podcast uh, unannounced to your parent-teacher interviews. I mean, it's not a traditional nuclear family, uh, uh, granted, but fuck. Mm. So Just what? It's twenty twenty one. It's twenty twenty one. Get if you right. can't if you can't bring your the, the, the three hosts of a podcast <laughs> that you sometimes listen to along to parent teacher interview, I don't know what kind of society we're living in, but I'm not happy with it. These are my pod daddies, you can say. And we'll say, Hello, we're the pod daddies and we'd... And then the teacher will say, This actually explains a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh this one's quite interesting. A little, a few weeks ago, I think we asked if anyone else had a celebrity go to their school, and um, apparently, uh, Potiphar—I don't know how to say her name. It's it's Al. Is it I ethnic? Potiphar Ali, maybe. Um, apparently, Julian Assange went to her high school for a few oh. terms. That's pretty cool. That's a good one. Uh, well, we've got a, a, a sort of list of. Um International criminals now Because we have that Who was that guy from our school? The um, the Russian terrorist Yeah The Russian terrorist Oh yeah We've got Julian Assange Who you know In the eyes of some governments Is uh, mm. I don't know what What is he in the eyes of some governments? Well uh, there's no actual Law that he's broken But he's, he's a bit of a pain in the ass Isn't he? <laughs> he's a bit annoying The way he kept showing How um, you know The army was murdering civilians For no reason And laughing about it I mean it's not on That kind of behaviour <laughs> Uh, so I hope Julian's doing all right. By the looks of the latest videos, doesn't seem like no. it. But um, <clears throat> that's all the owl mail that's fit to print. If you did find yourself locked in the Ecuadorian embassy for an indefinite mm. amount of time, though, this mm. podcast—I mean, 
<laughs> kill a bit of time, wouldn't it? Oh, big time. Because big this time. is Paging Mr. Potter. It's episode 117 this week. Oh, it's the sprawling, done. incoherent fucking mess that you just heard. Um, mm. But we also like to shoehorn in some fucking Harry Potter in at some stage as well. Oh, we'll get to um, that. We'll get yeah, to yeah, that in betcha. just a little bit. Do we have any more owl mail or anything else to distract us before we tackle the page this week? I mean, there was more owl mail, but honestly, I- I'm sorry to everyone, but like, we can't just do owl mail. So, that's that's all I-, I got to this week. And you can't just send in, uh, I think it was Potophile Angus, just sends any context, just wrote Reg Whack-A-Mole. With, no- <laughs> with no- nothing else And what are we supposed to do with that? I don't And we, I think we said I guess we are doing Angus's bit of our mail as well now Yeah, he said it sends in Reg Whack-A-Mole And then we said What is that? And he said Oh, it's like Reg Catamole And Who's then we that? said What is that? <laughs> and apparently it was some somebody from Harry Potter or something I don't know Maybe somebody at home found that funny <laughs> Yeah, I reckon people who actually know a bit about Harry Potter Might have got a little chuckle out of that but it baffled us, truly. Even, <laughs> know, even knowing the context, I am still can't make heads and tails of it. No. Yeah, know your audience, Angus. Like us. <laughs> yeah. We know our audience. We know what they love. <laughs> All right. Um. <clears throat> uh, hey, but while we're here, please keep sending in anything that comes to your mind. Like Angus, just two words that don't mean anything. Send them to us. Uh, yeah, we long, love it. Longer form content like Cad and Georgia. Pictures of your kids. Send them in. We'll uh, mock them. We'll mock them. <laughs> we'll mock your kids. <gasps> Maybe there's a new seg- seggy in that. Ooh, <laughs> we'll just uh, hold on. Roast people's kids. Um, um, uh, what about um, this? This is a new segment called Ron Teasley, where we just tease <laughs> you. Yes. <laughs> if your kids are getting a bit too big for their boots. Send them in and we'll give them a, a little Ron Teasley. It won't be too much, you know, nothing that will, you know, permanently, you know, stay with them, but enough to knock them down a peg. Yeah, if they're not getting bullied enough at school or then at home on social media because of the fucking hell that we live in these days and you want mm. you want them to be publicly humiliated as well, please write in mm. and we'll, ah, we'll be happy to oblige. Yeah, Ron Teasley sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Oh, you know, we say all this, but I guarantee you we'll get pictures of some children <laughs> this week, which I actually don't love given we um, talk about pedophiles so much on this podcast. I actually prefer people didn't send pictures Potophiles, Andrew. Potophiles. Mm, but then we also sometimes do dabble in the whole pedophile. Yeah, side. well, yeah, of course we pe- dabble a lot in pedophiles <laughs> as well. <laughs> all right. I think it's just about time for the fucking page. Oh, I don't know Ooh. if this is... um. Where, so I had a, a, a radio show when I was back at uni called Hit the Showers. Uh, it was a dumb sports um, radio show that had nothing to do with sports really. Anyway, so we opened a Snapchat account because we thought it would be funny if we had a Snapchat account and people could send us stuff. But this like couldn't have been older than like 12 or 13 year old boy would just send us like topless photos of himself. And we were like, like during the show And we'd get them And we'd just be like Because uh, we just opened them live on the show We'd be like Oh what's this one And we were like oh. <laughs> 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 We just had to like Immediately stop doing that segment Oh god that, You just got pedophiled We got pedophiled We got reverse pedophiled Yeah The worst Well actually not the worst kind <laughs> The best kind No not the best kind um, <laughs> There isn't the best kind <laughs> Good kind. There are no winners there are no when winners. pedophilia is involved. 
Okay. All right, 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 right. Let's pivot quickly and firmly towards the page. <laughs> I'm actually fucking keen to get onto the page at the moment. <laughs> yeah, once again. Once more. What yeah, a strange like sensation. And the pages have gotten better. And I've read this one, guys. Action-packed as well. So, I feel like things are really starting to pick up in the... Uh, World of Harry Potter. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So we are up to page 117 of uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. If you're reading along, um, last page, uh, you know, a lot happened. There was uh, the kids shouting out UPF, uh, which we realized was uh, a rallying cry for the United Patriots front, the uh, far right. Uh, nationalist <laughs> Australian fringe political party. Um, <laughs> yes, you heard that right. That's exactly <laughs> what happened last page. And then uh, Neville fell off his broomstick, uh, hurt his wrist. Mm-hmm. So um, we that's were, right. Neville got fucking owned. He got absolutely owned. We were talking about just how, and really, it is so irresponsible, isn't it? Like how um, Madame Hooch just sort of expects them to know how to fly, and then I mean. Mm. Oh, just going past the, you know, OHNS issues of that. She, you know, scolds them for not knowing how to do it. And she hasn't even told them how to fly or anything. So, well, um, exactly. I mean, perhaps if you were less focused on, <clears throat> you know, eugenics and more on your kind of role mm-hmm. as, a, uh, as, a, as a teacher within a school, um, then you'd have better outcomes. But she's obsessed. She's a, too much chanting, not enough teaching in my books from old Hoochie. All right, all right. Page 117. She turned to the rest of the class. None of you is to move. Oh, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> nope. <laughs> None of you is None to of move. you is to move. It sounds like very cockney. It seems like a pretty glaring grammatical error. And that's not a coding error on our book no. because it's not like just a random letter or something. Um, we can't excuse all of her terrible writing with coding <laughs> no. errors. None of you is to move while I take this boy to the hospital wing. You leave these brooms where they are or you'll be out of Hogwarts before you can say Quidditch. And no sooner were they out of earshot than Malfoy just burst into laughter. Couldn't help it. Um, did you see his face, the great lump? Calling people lumps pretty funny, I think, as an yeah, insult. Yeah, it's good. Good, like the, it. The other Slytherins joined in. Shut up, Malfoy, snapped Pavati Patil. <laughs> Who? Pavati Pat- Patil. Right. I imagine she was, um, I, re- I reckon probably in the initial uh, draft for the book wasn't Pavati uh, Patil, but then I think <laughs> nah. maybe the editors had a word. Uh, maybe <laughs> she thought maybe, oh yeah, we'll, we'll chuck a couple in there. Um, Ooh, sticking up for Longbottom, said Pansy Parkinson to Pavati Patil. A lot of peace oh, flying oh around here. Jesus. <laughs> wow, so imaginative. I hope they didn't pick a peck of pickled peppers anyway. <laughs> Peter Pettigrew picked a peck of Peter peppers. <laughs> Pansy Parkinson and Pavati, what was her name? Pavati Paverti. Patil. Not Pavati. Pavati, <laughs> sorry. Oh, my God. Um... <laughs> Never thought you'd like fat little crybabies, Pavati. Pretty, like, they've just met, really. Yeah, why do they hate <laughs> Neville so much? He seems harmless. <laughs> this is savagery. Look, said Malfoy, darting forward and snatching something out of the grass. It's that stupid thing Longbottom's grand sent him. Do you guys remember what that was? No, I don't even remember that happening. What the, happened? It was a rememberal. Okay. <laughs> the rememberal. Is- don't you remember yeah, the yeah, rememberal? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
It helps I, gen- you. I genuinely it's don't that remember that. It's that little bull thing though, where if you forget something, it goes, I'll be there for you because <laughs> you're there for me too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and to yeah, turn it on, you have to go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you did that into the mic, but fuck, that was funny. That was classic. Hey, guys, have you been watching the Friends reunion or whatever? <laughs> you hate Friends so much. It must be yeah, killing you to ask that question. <laughs> I thought it was relevant. I did watch it and then I went back and watched Friends because it made me want to watch Friends wondering if mm. it's aged well. It's honestly... It's a bad show. No, it's still fucking so funny. <laughs> no, it's, it's fucking... Bad. It's hilarious. I'm not going to get into it. I don't want to alienate all our listeners. We do that enough. I don't <laughs> want to lose all the Friends <laughs> watches. But I mean, I, I think we can all agree that they they all looked um, horrendous in the, uh, in the reunion. Really awful. They look like their faces had sort of just been like... Um, smushed around on Photoshop or something like, <laughs> just, I know. like things lips weren't in the right place and like eyes were they droopy you shouldn't you know they always talk about like ageism like oh Helen Mirren never got any roles after she turned like 30 or whatever like all this shit and it's like no like you shouldn't be allowed to be an actor after you look bad <laughs> like the whole thing is to be the whole thing is to look cool I'm not saying hot but you shouldn't look like a fucking like your face has been injected like every ten minutes for the last fifty years. It's hard to cast them in roles as elderly people when they like stick all the plastic in. They don't look elderly. They don't look exactly. young or elderly. They just look they don't like, look like upsetting. Old <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like that. What's her name? Um, who's that awful woman, Chrissy Teigen? Who? Um, <laughs> she is. Oh awful. my god. She is. I mean, even before last week when it came out that she'd been telling uh, children to go kill themselves, um, she already was one of the most annoying people on this planet. So, um, big shout out to Chrissy Teigen. We're all huge fans, and uh, your face looks bad. <laughs> Give that here, Malfoy," <laughs> said Harry quietly. Everyone stopped talking to watch. Malfoy smiled nastily. Ooh, I think I'll leave it somewhere for Longbottom to find. How about up a tree? <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly, I, as well-intentioned as Draco is here, it's going to be really tricky for Neville to find it if he puts it up a tree. Good point. Yeah. And he's exposed the floor with this whole remember thing that what happens when you lose that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You need another remembral to remember your remembral, your first remembral. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Where does it end? Yeah. Who watches The Watchmen, you know? <laughs> That's right. It's a human centipede of remembrals. <laughs> you know, in a way. <laughs> in a way, yeah, in a way. In one, you know, in a sense, it kind of is a little bit like that. Give oh, it here, God. Harry yelled. But Malfoy had leapt onto his broomstick and taken... Why does Harry care? Honestly, it's a fucking... He you don't fucking even know Neville, bro. Yeah, Neville could you don't have to be, be... You don't have to look after him, dude. Harry's just been looking for his, like, opportunity to fucking click it at Malfoy since day yeah, one. Yeah. The Big slightest time. thing. He's got, like, a hair-trigger temper, this kid. Yeah. He's a psycho, He doesn't Harry, give a yeah. fuck about Neville. He just wants to, like, fucking punch on. That's so true. Well, he's about to risk it all to save this fucking random little shitty ball that doesn't yeah, tell you to do anything. Yeah, some snow globe. Yeah, some yeah. snow globe, bro. Just some fucking fine. fortune cookie snow globe. He's going to go fucking fly around the school. <laughs> A pointless, pointless exercise. Uh, hovering level. Uh, mm, okay, I forgot where it was. Okay. <laughs> Come and get it, Potter, he said. Harry grabbed his broom. 
<coughs> whatever will happen on page 118. Well, I was that here, so yeah. didn't do anything. Cliffhanger. I didn't mind that though. So, uh, stuff stuff is definitely happening no, no, at no, a no. higher good. rate than it was on previous pages. We have to take stock. Like this is that's a fucking good page. Yeah. That is a fucking good page. <laughs> I don't apologize for my language because that was a fucking good page. Compared to some of the pages, some of the dross that we've fucking been through over the last few years, that is an outstanding page. That might even get, you know, full mark. 65 <laughs> out of 117 or something. Oh, oh good. Wow. It really flew by. Um, got any stuff or. <laughs> Flew by. We heard what you said, Reardon. You didn't react. I wasn't sure. <laughs> Everyone I heard. did react. Yeah, I did react. Okay. Well, that's the end of the page. It really flew by. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Andrew. All right. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, guys, I have started a bit of a new investigation. I know it's been a while since we've um, put on our little detective caps and gone down a the wormhole. I don't know what detectives do. Um, but this one has been <laughs> triggered by Potophile. Oh, what are we... Are we full naming? Are we doxing? Are we doing uh, like presumed doxing unless specifically said or... <laughs> yeah, I think what's that's the dox you're, policy? You're doxed until proven undoxed. It's good yeah. to establish that as a precedent going forward as well. Well, as you say, you're doing an investigation and all the greatest investigative minds <laughs> love doxing people. Yeah, they every, love to give away their sources. I mean, yeah, oh, they're right. big on that. <laughs> All right, this one comes pot- from Potiphar Matthew Morrow. Uh, guys, if you remember last week, I don't know how we got to it, but we were talking at length about cornflakes and Mr. Kellogg, who invented cornflakes as a means of uh, stopping people from masturbating. Correct. Once and that's again, all true. That is all it true. turned out, yeah. which was very, very unusual for this podcast. Yeah, genuinely true. <laughs> yeah, very unusual. Um, Probably like I don't think like probably the best approach from Mr. Kellogg to like try to stop people from masturbating. We did his bit. I mean, you can only do you know he was a he was a serial guy. That's true. That's true. You know, there's limits. He can't even go and invent a chastity belt. He's a serial guy, so he does what he can. Well, Uh, we'll get to that a bit later, Um, especially regarding the invention of a chastity belt. Uh, But for now, let's get to Matthew's message. Serendipity alert. I just watched an entire program on SBS On Demand about Mr. Kellogg and his brother. Also, (laughs) presumably, Mr. Kellogg. That is the least likely thing that has ever happened. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's fucking crazy. This is a big comeback here for Mr. Kellogg. I mean, he's he's in the news. He's trending on Twitter all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, Mr. Kellogg and his brother. You guys missed a crucial part of his life story. Oh, but we're sorry we didn't cover off all of it last week. This we isn't sp- actually the Paging Mr. Kellogg part <laughs> podcast. Like, we don't necessarily have all the pertinent facts at hand. Sorry about that, Matthew. Their sanitarium. <laughs> you guys missed a crucial part of his life story. Their sanitarium and yogurt enemas. So glad the SBS food program covered it. And then, um, and he's done very well. He's, he sent us a full link um, to the documentary and a time code. Like we said, 
if you're going to send us stuff, if you're going to send us content, please, <laughs> you know, close the loop. Don't, we don't want to have to do any legwork. Um, so That's that right. has been much appreciated. So that has triggered a little investigation of my own. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty curious as to what the fuck a yogurt enema is. I mean, I, I get <laughs> yeah. it literally, but <laughs> kind of. I'd love yeah, to know what the so. fuck he was thinking. <laughs> it does sound, <laughs> it sounds like a euphemism for a porn thing. <laughs> For sure. It definitely does. It definitely does. <laughs> oh, God. So. Oh, um, I'm scared. I'm scared. Hey, let's just also not forget that Reed and Lee is investigating this matter. <laughs> so yeah, which fuck. is chilling. Truly bone chilling when I hear that Reed is investigating something. But uh, <laughs> Especially when it involves the phrase yogurt enema. Yeah. I'm yeah. Well, I mean, we're starting from a very dodgy base. Go on. Well, so like any good uh, investigator, like any good detective, I went straight to Google and typed in yogurt enema. And uh, it brought up this single page, which um, consists of my entire research. It is an article from Washington Post, uh, Rebecca Fowler, October 23, 1994. And it's titled, An Enema of the People. And it is all about um, Mr. Kellogg, who... Um, so he went on to inspire guy. Blink-182 many years later <laughs> with their breakthrough record, <laughs> Enema of the State. <laughs> of the state. <laughs> it's fascinating. Now... Keeping in, let's keep in mind here that um, Mr. Kellogg is a uh, famous, what's it called? Uh, abstinent advocate. Right. This is literally the first sentence. On a typical afternoon at the turn of the century, John Harvey Kellogg, physician, serial visionary and founder of the modern health movement, could be found in his study at the Battle Creek Sanitarium, bending over to administer his fifth enema of the day to himself. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound very sanitary to me. <laughs> it was apparently one of his most treasured rituals. Now, <sighs> this sounds like the work of an extremely horny man. <laughs> that, okay, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. where my head was at. This is the actions of a sexual deviant. Yep, I agree. <laughs> mm. And especially for someone, it's like you can't just his say fifth like of the his day. Fifth of the day. Now, come on. Like, Is that all he does? <laughs> just because you're not jacking off, there's plenty of other ways to get your rocks off. That includes the prostate. That includes enemas. And if you're doing it five times a day, you're getting some sort of kick out of it. Yeah. That. I mean, what? I, I, I mean, forgive forgive my ignorance, but like, what is the purpose of an enema? Is it just to clean you out or something? Is that the idea? Well, so John Harvey Kellogg was very much into... He was almost like the first um, wellness blogger, except he was a, a, a Seventh-day Adventist and he had heaps of money. So he was super into like crazy clean living, into hydrotherapy, um, you know, would only like very strict vegetarian diet, believed that you could, you know... Like um, cure cancer and stuff by just clean living and you know only having two very boring meals a day and he would have things like um, bottled sunlight and stuff like that that he would give to people. Right. Um, he would oh. run these camps for um, it, as the, the article's words like fat people, um, sick people. He and tired right. people putting through rigorous exercises to music. Like he was like a full blown like. Instagram lunatic, wellness Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Psychopath yeah, yeah, yeah. So Gotcha What are we talking Are we talking natural Greek yogurt Are we talking 
Yo play Yogo oh, I, You'd hope it's that Gippsland dairy Well uh, have you ever had the, the mango with the blood orange twist Now if you're gonna stick Some sort of yogurt Up my ass That is the one for me I'd be going for the Yogo choc chip edition With the monkey I'd be sticking that Right up there Nathan It's a bit unusual That It is a bit unusual Whatever to, you're about to say He's willing to consume Such exotic And interesting foods Via the uh, anus Yet He thinks it's immoral Or unethical To Eat anything other than corn through the mouth hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting logic. Um, but do you want me to read on? Maybe we can. Um, I, maybe yeah, maybe, love maybe you this, to read will, on. this will clear it up a bit, so to speak. <laughs> so so they they found all these um, sort of videos that were taken inside the Battle <gasps> Creek Sanitarium. One of them well, included giving himself a yogurt enema. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hold on. <clears throat> oh God. One of them included images of the doctor prescribing a 15-gallon yogurt enema to a young male guest or his constant... <laughs> <laughs> and the quote, oh. the quote associated with it, uh, this is coming from Mr. Kellogg to the young male guest who he's uh, very generously giving a 15-gallon mm. yogurt enema to, oh. so to speak. It's actually, it's honestly making me a little bit squeamish. Like, I actually feel a bit sick. That's disgusting. No, that's revolting. That is honestly revolting. 15 gallons. He must have been abstinent for a pretty long time. (laughs) (laughs) He must have been eating a lot of cornflakes. Mr. Keller getting high off his own supply. My God. (laughs) Even a quart is too much. Far too much to spare. Oh god, I actually feel sick. <laughs> Let's keep going. My I have to say this is a new experience for me because this podcast has made me feel a lot of emotions, like rage, frustration, <laughs> despondency, but I've never actually felt physically ill until right now. So <laughs> that's a look, to all the podcasts out there, that's our gift to you is just another fucking um, awful feeling that we can broadcast to you. It's not too late to call in sick if you're listening to this on a Tuesday morning on the way to work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're okay. Picture yourself watching the movie. You've got uh, Mr. Kellogg with his white goatee and his all white uh, lab coat bending a young male guest over, giving him a 15 gallon yogurt enema, and saying these words <clears throat> to him to sort of, you know, teach him, give a bit of clarification why he's doing this to him. My own stools, sir, are gigantic and have no more odor than a hot biscuit. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. He's an actual he's an actual maniac. Like he's a he's not right in the head. My own still sir are gigantic. As is that like is that a virtue of a good shit? Is that like you just have the world's fucking all he eats is corn. Like, <laughs> clearly, your fucking diet's no good, man. If you're just doing these sort of Uluru poos, that's crazy. It says, the doc- oh. My own stools are gigantic and have no more odour than a hot biscuit. The doctor lectures a perplexed patient in the film. <laughs> oh this patient, the, the, the worst thing about this patient isn't even all in. Like, it's one thing to give a 15 gallon yogurt enema to someone who's. You know, all for it But it seems like this person's in Sort of two minds about it Let's just let the record show That my fucking head is in my hands <laughs> This is the most mental thing We've had said on the show And it's real I cannot believe it 
Well, right. apparently. <laughs> Some more <laughs> facts about uh, Mr. Kellogg. He adopted 42 children. I don't know. I, don't, I honestly I'm don't scared. know what to say. He's adopted 42 children. And here's uh, some other quotes. We all knew him in Battle Creek and he never dressed in anything but white. And he had a white goatee, said Robert Sharp, aged 80, whose mother was working for Mr. Keller. Said Robert Sharp? Robert Sharp with a P. <laughs> Okay, okay. He had an electric car with pink flowers on the doors. He let all the children use his swimming pool, which was quite something. So, he's just this eccentric weirdo with, with 42 kids giving unsuspecting patients yogurt enemas. And he's still, from what I can tell, largely celebrated in the town of um, Battle Creek. Well, his name is still on every box of cereal <laughs> in... Um, <laughs> Most shopping centres. Um, Not really <coughs> breakfast conversation, Ridden, honestly. <laughs> well, it started with cornflakes, so. <laughs> <laughs> Not at the bloody anyway, breakfast table. There is actually so much more to Mr. Kellogg that I've um, looked into. I just thought maybe we'd, we'd leave it there for this week. We can come back to it next week. Oh, don't say that, Ridden. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh god! Is, um, I hate Mr. Kellogg. So this I is really going to be like a Mr. Kellogg. This is a series, a whole it's a like series. several part series into Mr. Kellogg, and we've only scratched mm. the surface. Let's hope it's not doesn't become accidentally a true crime podcast. <laughs> but it is Oof. starting to look that way. It does uh, sound <laughs> very suspicious. And the forty-two children are buried under. <laughs> Anyway, one of the yogurt vat. <laughs> oh um, but let me just tell you guys, this is we, we've only just dipped our toe into the the swimming pool that Mr. Kellogg would invite all the kids to over. There is a lot more to him, and I think what we will find a lot of similarities to the Harry Potter universe. Maybe <laughs> oh, just, yeah, let's not forget uh, that's oh. the other thing we have to do. Yeah, can how can we tie back. this in with that? Oh I can't. God. Yeah, what possible? Do they eat cereal in Harry Potter or something? We'll come to that next week. Okay, um, sure we will. But <clears throat> let me tell you this. Your view of the man, I doubt will improve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I am intrigued. Well, thank you so much, <laughs> Potterfile Matthew, for writing in with that harrowing fucking information. I will not be sleeping tonight and I'll never look at a box of cereal the same way. So thank you. We thank you so much, <laughs> you psycho. Why were you watching a documentary on this motherfucker anyway? I don't believe there's a documentary about there is, it's, Mr. It's Kellogg. 42 minutes. Maybe we'll, we'll post something on the Instagram page. Um, one minute for every child that he reared. <laughs> so, <laughs> Fuck the, me. There's so many things on so many streaming services that Matthew could have watched. On YouTube, endless. On Netflix, new shows being pumped out by the second. Stan, Binge, Amazon Prime. And he settled into a 42-minute <laughs> special on Mr. Kellogg. And I couldn't well, got be more happier. than he bargained for, didn't he? And SBS On Demand's the only one with ads. I mean, I think that's the weirdest part. Oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> wait, so can I just ask one question? Mm, I mean, sure. as, long as, I don't, as much as I don't want to prolong this any further, um, back to the whole yogurt enema thing. Was there any yeah. explanation for why that would be good? Or any yeah, of the so health benefits? <laughs> yeah. What's um, the go? 
He was obsessed. I believe the phrase was a colonic purity, and he believed the bacteria uh, that exist in the yogurt. Um, what, what are those? Uh, what are those uh, probiotics? I think they are. Sure. You get that yeah. up in your gut, and for some reason, you have to do it. Ainly. I'm not sure how you couldn't get the same effect. Uh, yeah, could have just taking, eaten it, exactly. Couldn't have just eaten it normal style. Um, but yeah, that's basically what he thought. He thought gets the bacteria in there and it really uh, cleans out your colon. Uh, and he said the enema hits the prostate just in the right spot as well. So uh, I think it was dual purpose. <laughs> what a treat. I'd love to say he didn't actually say that, but I can't prove it. <laughs> Okay. <sighs> Time for some D- fucking uh, orders of the Phoenix. I think so. Hell yeah! This has this honestly. This episode has been wall to wall, like fucking disgusting and fucked. It well, look, we didn't set off on a good path with the first our mail of the day about the biblical horse come and donkey dick. That did not. <laughs> <laughs> mm. It was weirdly <laughs> foreboding. <laughs> <laughs> it was a prophecy, if you will, very biblical. Yeah. I mean, I hate to hang shit on the potophiles, but this episode, all we had was the owl mail and look where we've ended up. So, <laughs> yeah. I know you guys want to be nicer to them and everything. I've never fully bought into that philosophy personally. <laughs> I think there's good reasons not to give them much uh, fucking leeway. Anyway, yeah. um, but let's send them home happy anyway with a few fucking orders of Phoenix. So, we got to rate the page. I think we all thoroughly enjoyed it mm-hmm. for whatever reason. <laughs> Yeah. Um, 70? Sure. Wow, that's um, one of the highest recently. <clears throat> Word of the week. Dumpy, dumpy, Dumbledore's grumpy. Weasley, Weasley, come on and squeeze me. I don't care about anyone but Snape. Word of the week, dude. Three, two, one. Ezekiel. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, and just a name for the page. Do you want to sum this one up for a written, oh, Andrew? <laughs> Any thoughts? Um, Harry Potter and the... The Enema of the Snape? <laughs> yeah! That's the one. Harry Potter and the Enema of the Snape. Ding, Fuck ding, ding. Um, We've got a winner. Okay. Think we think we're there. Uh, oh, no. Dumbledoos and don'ts. This is, as we've learned, more important uh, than anything you'll learn in any religious class or Bible yeah. study group. Scripture. Dumbledore have wheat bix from now on. Let's just uh, yeah, we're a give old Mr. Podcast. Keller the wide berth until <laughs> Rishin, uh, until Reardon's concluded his investigation. Although, can I just say, you said that Mr. Kellogg was in a sanitarium or something. Is that right? Yeah, and isn't sanitarium wheat bix brand? Oh, no. Is there some sort of co- is there some sort of maybe they're competitive kind of hey, cereal how collusion? About, how about toast? Toast never hurt anyone yeah. as far as toast, I know. How about just skip breakfast, I reckon, yeah. for a bit? Actually, breakfast here was a fuck. Sanitarium is owned by uh, like Hillsong or something like that. I don't know if yeah. that's... But it's, they have strong um, strong Hillsong they, links. They own like Gloria Jeans and shit as well, I think. Hillsong. Is that the way to the people's souls through <coughs> breakfast? Seems food? to I work, really man. It seems to seems work. To work. <laughs> They're doing pretty good. <laughs> they are doing well. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna buy up all of the shit coffee chains in <laughs> Sydney. That'll that'll win them over to our sort of Bronze Age religion. Um, Once they cool. taste this cold, cold bit of <laughs> banana bread, <laughs> <laughs> you paid nine dollars for. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, and uh, the Dumble Don't, I guess. Yeah, would be, oh, was that the Dumble Don't? No, Dumble Do was uh, eat toast and give <laughs> um, Mr. Kellogg a wide berth. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
and I would say Dumbledore, don't, you know, if you do, if you are, if you are looking to give up your kid, I would think twice about giving it to Mr. Kellogg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would do a redraw if that's an option. Yeah, or any of his descendants. I think oh, the, 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 the Kellogg line needs to end, and I, <laughs> I, I pray that all of his children and for and, someone uh, who hated ends. sex as much as him, he sure has a lot of fucking offspring, doesn't he? Progeny, yeah. Um, <laughs> Very large family for someone who. Wait, but didn't you say they were all adopted? Yes, that that's kind of interesting. Mm. I'm sure there's some fucking dark secret behind that as well. Um, oh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Do tune in next week. I mean, you don't want to miss part two of Reardon's investigation. You don't want to mm. miss page 118. I mean, otherwise the whole book won't make sense. A whole page missing. You'll never know and what if happened. And that, if that all that shit about Mr. Keller did make you want to vomit as it did uh, for me... Just maybe write in and ask us not to. We probably still will, but I'd love to just get a poll for um, how uh, how many potophiles had their stomach turned by that awful news. And uh, anyway, thanks for listening. I'm going to go have a fucking hot shower. Um, bye.